So what your struggle is, if your perspective is, it's not for me, it's for somebody else. That will help you give a new, fresh look. Put, put, on, put on the eyes of Jesus, baby. Put them on. What's he going to see? What are you going to see in your situation? Look at it the way God does. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keenan Vision Podcast. I'm with my boy Brayden Harris, as always. But today we got us a, a special guest. We got Lance Donvold. Is that how you pronounce it, Donvold? That's perfect, man. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for coming on here with us, bro. Tell us. Um, I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of kick it off. Tell us about like where you're living right now. Um, I know you have a family. I've seen you on Instagram. Just tell us a little bit what you're doing right now. Yeah, man. So I live out in Mesa, Arizona, which is right outside of Phoenix uh, area. Uh, got a family, got a wife, a uh, little baby girl, almost five months now. It's just been crazy, life changing. And, you know, God's just moving in, in big ways in my life. And uh, I've just seen, you know, the seeds he's been planting, you know, over the last, you know, five or six years in my life. And we'll get into a little bit of my story. But uh, right now, I'm a director of sales uh, for a solar company out here. My buddy, one of my best friends, owns the company, so we get to work together. It's amazing, man. Um, just being able to bring um, the gospel, bring the the truth, bring purpose into a, a secular business like that, it's very fulfilling. And then also, you know, starting my own Christian clothing company called the More Life Mission. Um, it's just been a blessing and God's been moving it in many ways in my life. And I always love to, uh, to tell my story. Um, and I, I speak a lot around the Phoenix area at schools and just tell my testimony of faith and, and what Jesus has done for me. So I'm just excited to be on the kingdom vision podcast. I saw what y'all were doing. And I was just, I was really excited. So much youth, uh, in you guys and, uh, just bringing the word of Christ to, to campus and where you live, it's just exciting, and, and God's moving through you guys. Well, I appreciate that. You said you you speak right now. You, you go around school speaking. Yeah, about your yeah. yeah. So I uh, fellowship of Christian athletes. Um, I'm not like on contract or anything. They'd usually just hit me up whenever they need a speaker. Obviously, with COVID nineteen, I did a lot less. But uh, whenever I get the opportunity, I'll go and speak to uh, you know fellowship of Christian athletes groups anywhere from whatever twenty kids to one hundred fifty kids. You know. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of fun being able to pour into, uh, the youth. I think that's where my biggest heart is, uh, is just kids who are, you know, teenagers, young in their twenties, uh, you know, cause that, that's where I was lost. That's where I needed saving. And I, I love being able to, to tell my story to those kids. Amen, brother. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where, you know, me and brain's heart is too. You know, we, we see a lot of old people, you know, pastors, parents, you know, always, always try to like hit the youth but there's really no like people like i mean you're i mean you just said your age you said you're 25 27 bro 27 my fault my fault but like, you're 27 <laughs> me and brain brain's 18 i'm 21 you know there's like we really have a heart for like you said the youth as well mm-hmm. we really don't see a lot of people other than like tim tebow sadie robertson you know just local people pouring in like that so that's where our heart is too so that's awesome yeah man um, some good people right there tim tebow's probably my you know, favorite person to, to yeah. watch and just, uh, 
it's really cool. Uh, you know, me being in the, the you know kind of stage of life that that he's in, he's probably five years older than me. Uh, just watching him grow up uh, playing college football professional, and now to see what he's doing with his uh, his branding and just what Jesus is doing through him and his marriage, man, it took him a quite a long time to find that uh, that loved one. But it's so cool to see the fruits of their marriage and what they do together with their foundations. And it's just it's something to strive for because I'm kind of in that stage of life too, and I, that's yeah. what I want to see happen. I, I, in didn't my know, marriage I didn't know Tim was married. Just got married, I think, a couple years wow. ago. Maybe you're I know I know a lot of little Christian girls that are gonna cry over that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's the oh truth. man. He was, was like nice. he was like the Justin Bieber of of Christianity for girls. Like he was the one. Like <laughs> oh my he, he was Tim the pastor. Bieber. Exactly. Oh my yes. wow. Wow. I'm I'm happy Christian to tell bachelor. people about that. Yep. <laughs> now I like how you said that. Uh you know, a lot, I don't know. I don't know what your viewpoint on it is, but I see a lot of like Christians when they get to that level of fame. A lot of times, you know, their morals, their you know, their faith kind of like becomes backseat. But Tim Tebow is one of those guys. Like he's been, you know, strong in his faith from like college all the way to like throughout his fame, being coming like a. I mean, he's technically like a, you know, big famous public speaker now. You know, spreading the gospel, going on like CNN, ESPN. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's been cool, like to not—I mean, him not sacrificing his faith and his morals as famous came. Um, but speaking of fame, I know you had a little glimpse of fame. I want you—I want—I want you to tell us your testimony, bro. I mean, me and Brian have heard it, but tell the people we want to know. Yeah, you want me to start from the beginning? My whole testimony, beginning, the whole right, thing, man. man. Whatever you feel comfortable with. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'll just tell what I normally tell, man. Um, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up Lutheran. In uh, Minnesota, so that that's a big uh, church community there. I grew up Lutheran, so I always knew, uh, you know, right and wrong. I always knew morals. My parents raised me the right way: be respectful, say thank you, say please, uh, you know, respect your elders. And they always took me to church. That was a big old fight every Sunday, but um, I was there and I was in the seats. And even if I wasn't listening, uh, it was hitting me, and it was going into my, you know, into my mind and, and uh, affecting my life. At that point, I wasn't following Jesus. I was a fan. And there's there's a fine line and there's a difference between the two. Um, you know, what I was following was baseball. And that was my ultimate God. That was my ultimate purpose in life. And that really ruled every decision that I ever made. You know, however baseball was going was how I was feeling, you know. And I was always very happy, uh, cheerful kid. So on the outside, I think I always looked, uh, you know, put together because I was respectful. I was really good at baseball, you know, and um, I had a lot of the right morals instilled within me with my parents. But that doesn't get us to heaven. You know, doing good things doesn't get us to heaven. And uh, it took me a while to, to really surrender to Christ. Uh, you know, going throughout high school, I was really focused on getting getting offers. Right. I want to play Division one baseball and um it just so happened that, you know, things started to work out for me, right? Um, I started uh, to get really good at baseball. Our team was super good. We were one of the best in the country. We won a national championship uh, at one point in 2011. We had tons of just studs growing up. So I had a lot of visibility from from colleges. Um, so that, that got me, you know, a couple of different offers. I ended up going to the University of Minnesota, 
um, and playing college baseball there. So that was like, that was cool. I was right in my backyard, right? Right in Minneapolis. Um, I grew up about 25 minutes from the U. So it was super cool. It'd be like a kid going to, you know, UT or something like that. So, you know, everything was going right for me. What did I need Christ for? Right. I, I still went to Bible studies, you know, but I can remember one instance. I was um, with my roommate at a McDonald's and we were having a conversation uh, with uh, one of the one of the pastors on campus in, in Troy. You know, he was in my wedding, one of my best buds. Uh, you know, we, we were sitting there and Troy's such a devout Christian, had his life in order. You know, God was number one always. And we knew that. Uh, whenever I talk to Troy and we're sitting there, we're talking and, uh, you know, the pastor's like, Lance, you got to give up your life for Christ and you got to let him rule your life and not try to control it. And I was about 20 years old at that point. And I remember thinking to myself, there's no way. There's no way I would do that. I want control so bad. I want to go to the major leagues. I want to I want to, you know. Have a big house, have a have a big family. You know, I want to live the big life, and uh, I wasn't willing to give up uh, control to Jesus yet. It just I wasn't at that point, and uh, and things just kept working out for me. Oddly enough, uh, you know, I ended up pitching well enough to get drafted uh, in the twenty fourth round by the Seattle Mariners. Um, so I left school early. Actually, I was twenty one, and I uh, left to go play in the minor leagues. Man, in twenty fifteen. Is when I got drafted. And, uh, you know, to say I was still going to Bible studies, but it wasn't it still hadn't uh, been my ultimate. I hadn't made it my purpose yet. I just used it as my genie. You know, hey, God, I need you tonight. I need you tonight, Lord. What can we do? You know, and, uh, you know, cozying up to God, you know, when things weren't going so well. Hey, Lord, I'm here. I'm going to Bible study today. Uh, what can you do for me? And I think I just had that exchange. If this, then that. If this, then that. That was my relationship with Christ. You know, Lord, I, I held the door open for somebody. Uh, <laughs> I went to Bible study. What can you do for me tonight? I need you. And uh, that was my relationship with God. And uh, I think that's a slippery slope. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit more. But, you know, going into 2016, my first uh, spring training with the Seattle Mariners, I was hyped up, man. I've been working out like a fiend all off season, I was ready to go. And uh, I came out and uh, one of my last appearances before I was about to be assigned to, uh, you know, the single A team with the Mariners, I, I blew up my elbow, bro. I was out there pitching, it was March 27th, uh, 2016. And I could just see my fastball just going, oh, uh-oh, this ain't good. My arms swelling up. I just got this burning sensation all down my elbow and, um, I knew I just I took myself out of the game. It, it was funny because both my parents were were at the game um, watching me. And I was just like, oh, man, I'd been hurt before about five years late, earlier and it wasn't career ending, thankfully. But that was the moment, man. Like that's when really things started to change. That's when God really started to take hold of my life. And I was pretty much broken at that point. Um and then, uh, you know, I ended up having to stay in rehab in Arizona, and we were trying to figure out what was wrong with my elbow. It took us about three months to figure out I needed surgery. So I ended up getting surgery on June 10th, um, 2016, Tommy John. So I knew I was going to be out a year. But here's here's the crazy part. You know, God, God already knew those plans. God already knew it was going to happen. And I was just, 
I was just fumbling into this path, right? Right after I got hurt, I was supposed to be gone. Like I was supposed to be already playing in the minor leagues, right? And uh, I go out to the bar. I'm, I'm with my buddies. Nobody's there in Arizona anymore. All the teams have left. And uh, I go out to the bar, and that's where I met my wife. It was crazy, dude. And uh, that is a uh, yeah. that is something that you know God's signature was obviously on that situation. God's imprint was on that situation. No, and doubt. it changed my life, man. Kaylee wasn't a big like partier in college. It just so happened she was out that night. Uh, her mom, I think, made her go. So the fact that we met was uh, was all God. It was just a blessing and makes me a, a little emotional how much she changed my life. And, and she really um, put me on the path to thinking, you know, who are you without baseball? And we had a lot of conversations. She grew up, you know, a devout Catholic, um, went to Christian school, and she just had amazing. Um, she was a follower of Jesus, I would say. She was not a fan. It wasn't um, something that she took lightly. And, and still today, you know, I, I catch her reading her Bible across from me, you know, almost every morning. And, uh, but she really challenged me um, to really dive in. And it really took heart, uh, you know, after I came home from surgery. Uh, so I'm sitting on my couch um, in my living room. My parents had a small little condo in Scottsdale. So I'm all alone. Kaylee and I, obviously, we just had started dating. She would come and visit me, you know, three, four times a week. Um, in Scottsdale, but you know, our schedule was, you know, eight to about two o'clock, I would be rehabbing, working out, icing my arm, running, whatever, doing everything I can at the baseball field uh, in Arizona. And then I would go home, I'd kind of have the evening to myself. So most of the times, you know, I'd play video games, you know, watch Netflix, do, do pretty much nothing productive. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there and I just finished some episode of Netflix and I just feel like God, you know, pushing on my heart, like, Hey, you should, you should go down to the church. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, it's six 30 at night. And uh, there's a church like literally just down the street. I had been a couple times for like Easter or whatever with my parents, but they weren't at the condo anymore. It was just me, man. I was all alone. I had my sling on. I can't even move my, my hand. Um, bro, my arms like four times the size. It's so swollen. Like I had just gotten home from surgery from Seattle. And uh, so I go down to the church, man. I drive my, my car down to the church and uh, I was looking for a pamphlet for a Bible study. I was like, hey, maybe I could find a pamphlet for a men's study. And then I, I meet this guy. His name's Tom. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, can we help you? There's like 12 people at the church at the time. And uh, it's a Thursday night. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a, a men's Bible study, like a pamphlet. He's like, oh, man, you're in the right place. We got one going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then what? You, you just walked in and, and joined it? In, man, 12 guys sitting there all in their mid 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s with my sling on. And, uh, you know, I sat in on the, the study, man. That that was that was step one. After the study, the guy's like, hey, you should come on Saturday and meet the head pastor. He does a, a men's um, a men's study every Saturday. So two days later, I show up to the church on Saturday morning and uh he pours into me and he pours he pours out to all the men there. And then he goes, Lance, you should come to our, our service tomorrow. <laughs> so I went to the service the next day. Um, and then after the service, he goes, Lance, you should come to my uh, my small group on Monday morning. <laughs> and 
And I was like, all right, I'll come to a small group on Monday morning. So four out of the next five days, I found myself in the word of God. And that's that's when God started to get a hold of me because I was broken enough. I was sad enough. I was scared enough to realize, um, you know, that baseball wasn't going to be there for at least a year. I needed to figure out who I was without yeah. without baseball. And that's a scary Definitely. thing to do. I think a lot of people today, uh, they're trying to figure out who they are. You know, mm. are, are they an accountant? Are they a businessman? Are they an entrepreneur? Um are they a follower of Christ? Are they a baseball player, a football player? You know, they're trying to find identity. And mine was baseball. And God really started to show me it needs to be him. You know, Tim Tebow says this. It's funny. It's not who you are. It's whose you are. You're a child of God. And that's what started to happen. You know, the more I got into scripture, the more I started to realize I'm a child of God. I'm his first. And uh, one morning, this is really when things changed for me. I've been doing all these studies, uh, going to these small groups, and I'm, I'm alone. Uh, I'm about to leave for the field, um, you know, early in the morning. I'm, 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 in, I'm in the Word. I'm in my Bible, and I, uh, I'm reading through Matthew. And I get to Matthew 10, 39, and, uh, dude, you, just, you ever just read a scripture, and it, like, slaps you silly, like, in the face? I'm alone in this little tiny condo. Nobody else is there. And I literally felt like God was across the table and he was coming <laughs> out of the page, slapping me, bro. And the, the verse was cling to your life and you will lose it. Give up your life for me and you will find it. Come and I was now. like, that's my life. I've been clinging to baseball so hard. I'm going to lose it. Whether it's this year, next year, where I'm 42 years old, after I've made $200 million, it doesn't matter. That life is going to end. And in that moment, I knew I needed to turn my life to him. I needed to get serious. I needed to lose my life in baseball and give it up for him. And, and, and he was going to do with me what he wanted to do. And I was going to go on his path. And I recommitted my life to Christ um, with my pastor a few days later and said the prayer, man. And I would encourage anybody that hasn't done that to do it. All you got to do is believe in Jesus Christ, that he has died for us, that he rose again, and you'll be saved and have eternal life. And I did that. I rededicated myself. And here's, here's the best part of the story. This is what I love the most about my testimony. Things got worse, brother. From that day, they got worse. My dreams didn't come true. I didn't go to the major leagues. I didn't get healthy. None of that. Everything that I, 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 I thought I wanted didn't happen. It took three years for God to really work on my heart. And he's still working on my heart today. Nobody's perfect. We're never going to be as good as Jesus. That's what sanctification is, becoming more like Christ. So for 900 straight days, I drove to Peoria and back, brother. Am I going to get healthy? Is my elbow going to recover? I, I would get healthy. Boom, I would break back down. I would get healthy. Boom, I would break back down. PRP, stem cell, uh, you name it, man. We tried everything. I had, I had fragmented bones, stress fractures after I had surgery. And uh, I made it back for like maybe four or five months at the end of 2018. Spring training there. Um, ended up getting released at the draft in 2018. And, uh, dude, I was, I was broken. I was like, man, you know, I've worked all this time, you know, what, what is it worth? And right now I get to reflect 
on that time. And I finally think I'm at the point where I've grasped what he was doing. And I think this relates to so many people. So you can say those 900 days you spent in rehab, what were they for? You got no stats to prove that you even made it back. You got nothing to say that it worked. You spent all this time. It was a waste. That's what the world would tell you. The world would say, that's a waste of time, man. But you know what it was? It was God's time that he needed for me to become what he needed me to become. Without those three years, I wouldn't have become the man he needed for me to speak life into other people. And it wasn't a waste. And I want to encourage somebody today that feels like they're stuck, that feels like they're not going anywhere, that they're running in quicksand. Bro, I was in quicksand up to my head, praying to the Lord that I would make it to the major leagues. None of it happened, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. I needed those three years to finally truly surrender for more life. He was going to give me more in exchange for my pain, in exchange for my heartbreak. You know, and uh, just people that feel like they don't know what path they're going down. It's okay. It's for purpose. It's for Christ. And uh, he's doing something in those moments. Even when you change uh, majors, even when you change your sport, even when you change your job or what you're doing or what you're passionate about, that's okay because he's still working in those moments for you to become who you need to become. And uh, after baseball, you know, I got, I got married uh, right after I retired. I got into real estate. I did a couple of different business ventures over the last couple of years. I finally found my home uh, with working with one of my best buds. But, you know, that wasn't time wasted either when I was trying different things. And here's an analogy I, I really want to preach to the young people right now. You know, sports, man. Like when you grew up, you know, playing sports, like how many did you you guys play? Brayden, Cole, how many sports y'all play? Brayden, how many did you play? I, I played, I really only played two. <laughs> Dude was a rodeo and basketball guy. I played uh, five, you know, uh, three, played basketball, football, golf, uh, basketball, football, track, golf, and tennis recreationally. Well, I, if you add up, like I, when I was little, I played soccer and stuff like that. I mean, okay. But... So you, you tried all these different things. My point is, you know, all of us, you know, we have permission to try all these sports when we're a kid. But then when we get older, for some reason, we think we don't have permission to try all these other things. And, uh, you know, what the Lord has been showing me is, Lance, you played basketball, baseball, football, all of these things growing up. And it took you till about 15 years old to figure out baseball was the main thing. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have permission to do that in our grown up life? What what major am I going to choose? What what career path am I going to choose? Um, you know, because God's going to work in all of those things. God worked on me during football, basketball, golf, and baseball. If I wouldn't have done all those things, I wouldn't have been as good as I am today or I was at baseball. So the same thing goes uh, it, it, once we get 18 years old, man, when we go to school, you know, when we try entrepreneurial things, when we uh, start our own pack, podcast, when we switch majors, dude, that time wasn't wasted. Mm -hmm. That time was compounding the skills that you need to become who God needs you to become. So those three years I spent in rehab, literally running in quicksand, going nowhere, you know, trying real estate, trying after after baseball, trying uh, different businesses. That wasn't time wasted. That was time needed 
to become great at something that I that I love. And, and I think that brings me to my next point. Uh, everyone today is chasing passion. I think we need to start chasing purpose. Mm-hmm. Purpose is living for Christ. Purpose is having an eternal mindset in everything that you do, in all that you do, whether it's working out, whether it's being with your family. Are you all there? Are you all there with your family? Work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Colossians 3.23. In all that you do, have purpose. Our purpose on earth is to help more people have eternal life in heaven. If we can bring that purpose and love others the way that Christ did, we can bring that into anything. Let's stop chasing passion. Let's start chasing purpose. Our passions are going to change here and there. My passion was baseball. Then it was something else. And here's the thing. If you're always chasing passion, you're going to do, you're going to treat what you're doing right now. It's going to, you're going to treat what you're doing right now as if I don't have passion, it's not worth it. And you're doing what you're doing now a disservice. If you think you're always going to have passion about it instead, why not bring purpose to your life and what you're doing in all that you do, the passions may change, but the purpose doesn't. And don't do what you're doing now a disservice by thinking it has to be the main thing. Okay. And that's what the Lord's really been showing me the past three or four years. And I finally grasped that. Do I love everything about solar? Of course not. Is it is solar my passion? No. But I, I, I really like a lot of things about it. There's a lot of great things about solar that I love. And But I can bring purpose into solar. And God's going to use me in solar, even if it's not baseball, man. Even if I don't have that same fire and passion that I did for baseball, that's okay. He's still using me there and he needs me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, so I, I kind of want to talk about something you mentioned in your testimony and then I'll let Braden kind of ask you some questions about your, your mission. You know, I really want to, you know, shout you out on your mission. Once you talk about yeah. that, cause you got some good stuff going there, but yeah. you talked about like, uh, your life got worse when you came to Christ and like, so why then do we follow Christ? Like if our life gets worse, if like we start to suffer, like what is the point then? But like when you truly understand and you truly understand it and I want to, you I want you to elaborate on this, but Christ, the, the value of Christ surpasses anything this world can offer us. Right. Obviously like there's some struggle, there's some suffering that comes along with following Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't the world cannot offer you anything more valuable and valuable than our salvation and the promises that god has for us laid up in heaven and that is the idea that you're talking about it's like you were chasing this stuff in the mlb you were chasing the stuff chasing real estate even after baseball you were chasing these things and mm-hmm. you realize that it's just it's just not enough and once you realize that christ's promises for you are bigger than anything this world has to offer it changes the game I don't know if you want to elaborate on it. Or Amen. If that's- Amen. And I want to I want to make a, a clarification. My worldly life that I was chasing got worse. Mm-hmm. The things that I thought I wanted, they got worse. Okay. My, my dreams in baseball, those things that I thought that life was about got worse, but my life got way better because he mm-hmm. gave me a wife. He gave me Christ. He gave me a baby girl. He gave me, uh, you know, a house to live in, to build a life around and, and a, a purpose to follow Christ. So he gave me all, all the things that that I needed. My life got worse in the standpoint of the world, you mm-hmm. know, 
And as far as what you're saying, why would we suffer? Because Christ suffered for us. He paid the ultimate price. He paid the ultimate sacrifice when he bled on the cross for our sins. We just celebrated Easter. We just celebrated the empty tomb that he rose, baby. He fulfilled the prophecies. But before, you know, he rose. And before we celebrate that, we have to remember the suffering that he went through, the persecution. The king of the world suffered. And we can too, because out of suffering brings the fruits of the spirit. It brings sanctification. Why would we suffer for Christ? Because he already suffered for us. We, our life should be out of adoration for what he already did. It's not a, if this, then that, Hey God, if, if I follow you today, then I'll get the big house. No, it's God. You already gave enough through Jesus. You already sacrificed enough by giving me Jesus Christ by giving me eternal life. Because of that, because of that grace, now my life, everything that I do is out of adoration for what you've already done. That's how we need to treat the gospel. That's how we need to treat Jesus. What we do today, we're not expecting anything more because he's already done enough. What Mm -hmm. we do today is because we want to say thank you. Our life is a big thank you for what he's already done. I love that. Braden, go ahead and inquire about this. Inquire this man about his brand. Tell, ask him some questions, bro. Um, man, how long ago did y'all uh, did you uh, come out with this with your uh, with your clothing brand? Yeah, bro. So more life mission uh, really started five years ago, man. That that's when God started on my heart. That's when the seeds were starting to plant. Right. But the harvest didn't take place until this year. And uh, I got my little baby girl to thank for that. Um, I've always had this idea, uh, you know, more life mission. You know, we got to surrender for more. Right. We got to experience more life through Christ. And God had been showing me that for a while. But I had I had, a you know, Kaylee. Wow. What a strong woman I got. To, to birth this child and it changed my life. It shook me upside down, brother. And, um, you know, Kaylee, she had battling through, through a long labor and it was just so, so fruitful, so amazing to see her strength and her power, uh, you know, giving birth to our baby girl, Radlin. So we call her baby Rad. But when baby Rad was born, uh, that changed my life. Her first breath, unconditional love for her. And that really pushed me to start this because I wanted Rad, as she grows up every day, I wanted her to see me pursuing Christ. That, that made me get in, that made me rededicate myself to reading the Bible every morning because uh, I want her to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something, I wanted to start something for Christ that she could see and that she could watch me do. And that's how it really started. So it's, it's a lifestyle brand. Uh, you know, I'm wearing it right now, it's really comfortable. Got great logo. Just reminds you with the cross up there, you know, to continue to follow Christ. And then 10% of every order goes back to the foundation. Kaylee and I are starting Christian Roots Foundation, which aids in more life through offsetting the cost of adoption and uh, birth costs. Because my brother in 1991 was adopted uh, out of South Korea before I was born. That cost $40,000 in 1991. So we want to be able to help families experience more life because with just seeing a child, having your own child, it just changes your world. And it shows you a deeper picture of what Jesus uh, came to do in this world. 
and deeper meaning. So we want to be able to help people do that, help people adopt. Sheesh. That's awesome, man. Uh, how, so how long have y'all been like, I guess I could, I just asked like, how long have y'all been, um, having like selling, having like, like being able to ship orders and all that. Yeah. So we launched it on 323. So March 23rd was the official launch day. Um, and it's just been a huge blessing, man. We've seen so much support from friends, family, uh, you know, getting the website going, buying the clothes, doing the designs, all that we've been doing for, you know, five, six, seven months. And then bam, we just decided we just launched it, man. You just got to take action. Just like when you guys did this podcast, you know, you said you're going to do a podcast. A lot of people say that, but not a lot of people make it to episode 13. You know, you just keep taking action. You keep learning as you go. And I think that's the biggest thing. You just got to do it. You know, if you if you spend all day long prepping and preparing, uh, you, you, and you got to take that step. You got to have some sort of faith and just and just go and learn as you go. So we've just been learning, man, and it's been a, a world of fun. I could see it being a huge business um, and seeing what God's going to do with it. But at the end of the day, it's his business. You know, it's Absolutely. what he wants out of it. It's his ministry. Absolutely. That is, that's awesome, bro. I, I, uh, I guess I, I didn't really fully understand what exactly your 10% was going to. So that, that, that's awesome. I love that. And how you're, the fact that your brand is connected, it means something to your, what you're donating into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's powerful to me. Like, I think, I think this is completely God given, man. I think that's awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I've done other pieces in the past, ba- even baseball in the past was for me. You know, this yeah. is something I did for him and uh, I'm just excited to see what he does for it. You know, my prayer every morning is I just submit and surrender to you, Lord, to follow your path. I desire to find joy in the blessings you've already given me. That's what I've been praying this year. So what he's going to do with it, he's going to do. You know, when we have a couple of days, we don't get any orders. It's, hey, man, the business is going to grow if it's going to grow. You know, you still got to work hard. You still got to take action. That's that's the piece, man. You know, faith. Yes, you have to believe good things are coming, but you also need to move. God can't do anything if you don't move. Yeah. You know, you got yeah, you got it. Sure. I yeah. had a thought too. My, I had a thought real quick. It's kind of like, yeah. what are your motivations? Is your motivations to start a clothing brand to get rich and like kick back and relax or is your goal to start a clothing brand to actually further christ's name and like i see your heart for actually spreading his mission which is super encouraging bro i just wanted to tell you that amen thank you man yeah and i think every piece has uh we're gonna start conversations that matter Mm -hmm. conversations about christ yo what is that What's that hat? What's that mean? That's a cool logo. Yeah, man. It's more life mission. Talking about Christ, talking eternal conversations that matter. That's what we need to be starting more often, more often. And that's purpose, man. And you can do that walking to class. You can do that on the track. You can do that on the gym. You can even do that on the horse, brother. The way that you <laughs> ride rodeo can honor Christ. You get that gold medal after. <laughs> Glory be to God. Uh, thank you, Jesus. You know, because he's working through everything. Absolutely. That is awesome, man. Yeah, I think, you know, what you said about having eternal conversations, that's a that's powerful. And I think uh I think if we as people, as Christians, had a deeper realization of 
just how bad hell was and how bad that place is and how important it is to get this message out, we'd be a little more urgent. So I love what I love what you're saying about eternal conversations, because uh, we serve an eternal God. And those those words, they stay forever, man. They they cut and they stay forever. So amen. Absolutely. Amen, yeah. And, and that's our worship for God. You know, our, our time is our worship. So when we speak about him, we worship him as well. And uh, that uh, that's an incense for him. He, he enjoys it and loves it. So that's awesome, man. That's so good. That's so, so good. You know, one of my pastors once told me, Lance, I want you to envision you throwing a rope around the world. I was like, okay. So you throw that rope around the world, man. And he's like, now I want you to envision, you know, one inch of that rope. Just envision one inch of that rope. That's your life on earth. So we stress, we worry. We drive ourselves crazy about that one inch on earth, our our life on this planet. We worry so much about. And do we forget about the rest? The rest of that rope is eternal life. That's the life we need to be focused on. That's eternity. So when we get so caught up in today's world, today's stress is business, making money, having cars, doing this, doing that. It's one inch, man. What matters is eternity. Where are you going to spend eternity? In hell or heaven? Are you going to accept Christ or not? Are you going to recognize what he did or not? And if we Mm. love people like Christ loved us, we love them enough to tell them the truth. Man, that's awesome. Bro, I want to see you on the other side. Walk with yeah. me. Yeah. Come with me. Listen mm-hmm. to this scripture. Yeah. Let's figure it out together. Because mm-hmm. you love people enough that you want to see them on the other side, man. Exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, um, one thing that, and I told Cole this a few days ago that God was just showing me that we, uh, we get to grow inter- eternally with God. Um, so whenever I step into heaven, it's going to be just a continuation of what I've already been doing here. Um, mm. So wow. that, uh, and it, it really just like, that kind of hit me hard because I was like, man, I get to, I get to enjoy this King forever. So I get to rest in him forever and I can rest in the fact that I'll always be growing in him and we can always enjoy each other yeah and that, and that starts now that's the i liked how you said that bro it starts now and it continues when we die and it continues when we see him yeah but it's <clears throat> it begins now yeah that's yeah. awesome i i when i step in i want my spirit to go oh I, hey what's up i know you very well <laughs> i've been talking to you for a uh, while man <laughs> good to see good to see you face to face finally but man we've been having a phone call this whole time Oh, facts. Eternal <laughs> call. <laughs> facts. Yeah, Lance, I want to ask you three questions. You know, yep. we've been talking about the gospel a lot. And then to wrap up, I'll get Brain to pray for us. Uh, but first question would be, uh, what, as- what aspect of the gospel made you realize, like, man, I need to take this seriously, right? So for me, it was reading from the source. I knew heaven and hell were real, but... Uh, when I read it in the scriptures, it changed my look. I had some people say, hey, I, it was reading what Jesus did on the cross. When I actually knew what Jesus went through and suffered, 
that's what it was for me. You know, what aspect for you really like it just clicked? Yeah, I think that goes back to, um, you know, the, the New Testament and just surrendering, you know, especially, especially today, like, you know, pray to the universe, affirmations, um, you know, you can accomplish what you want to accomplish by just working hard and it comes from you. You work hard, it's your success. And I think that's what the world is showing us, but the Bible shows us the opposite. The Bible shows us that it all comes from Christ. Good and bad is our perspective. God has been God for a long time. He knows everything that's happening, even when it hurts us today. It's okay to be sad and know God's still right. It's okay to be hurt and know it's still God's plan. And that really started to sink in when I started reading the New Testament and seeing that my old life was about me. My new life is about Christ. That's powerful, man. That's powerful stuff. Second question, what do you feel God has really been teaching you right now in this season? He's been teaching me to truly surrender. I think I've talked about surrendering for a long time, but I think I've, I'm starting to, to do it. You know, I'm starting to, to let him work in my life all day. You know, sometimes I just pray, Lord, uh, you know, help me to have a, a conversation that matters today. Dude, I'll talk to two people about Jesus that day. Mm-hmm. It'll be so weird. One of my coworkers will come in, you know, a lot younger than me, not really a follower. And he'll come in and he'll just start talking to me about the about church and how it some things offends him. And it's just like, that's crazy. And then I'll go, uh, I'll meet somebody out uh, working and uh, he's a pastor, you know, and it just keeps happening. But I think what he's showing me right now is exactly what I talked about. I think my message today is really about purpose versus passion. Our passions change, but our purpose doesn't. Mm-hmm. If our purpose is always Christ, he can move us in different directions. He can move us down different paths, but they all are going to lead to heaven with the purpose that we bring to life. So I think that's what it, that's what he's showing me right now. And it's I been like amazing. That, man. I like that, man. Last one. Advice you have for someone who is listening and maybe experiencing doubts right now in their faith and their walk with Christ. Good. Good. If you don't question it, how are you going to get closer to God? You know, and I think good, great. You don't understand it. Good. Talk to God. Have you guys heard that song by uh, Maverick City? Talk to Which Jesus. One? Talk Is to that Jesus. the name of it? Yeah. Nah, Dude. I'm a big Maverick City guy, but I hadn't heard yeah. that one. Yeah, I've been listening to that the last couple of days. Jaira and uh, Talk to Jesus. Um, but it's just come to him. You know, start conversations with him. And it's okay to doubt. It's okay to have questions. Um, and, if, and if you're struggling right now, just know we've all been there. And we all still do every day. You know, when things don't go right, that's hard. When when uh, something, yeah, you get a bad grade. Um, you know, someone talks to you terribly. You get cut off in traffic. Uh, somebody dies. Like, dude, those those things hurt. 
things aren't working out the way that you want, those hurt. But God, he's working in the pain. And here, here's what I really want you to know. Your pain, your suffering, your heartbreak, your persecution, it's for somebody else. You are strong enough to get through it. God is using you to show you how to get through it, to get on your knees, to pray, to get through that time so that you can help somebody else get through what they're going through, which is exactly what God already got you through. So what your struggle is, if your perspective is, it's not for me, it's for somebody else. Mm-hmm. That will help you give a new, fresh look. Put put on put on the eyes of Jesus, baby. Put them on. What's he gonna see? What are you gonna see in your situation? You look yes, at it, the way God does, you know. And that's something you can even ask God. Help me see this the way you see it. I'm confused. I'm hurt. Help me to see it the way you do. And it's okay to question it. That's normal. That's human. That's why we're not Christ. <laughs> That's why we're not Christ. Now it says uh, um, in a parable, Jesus was talking to a guy and he actually prayed to God. It said, help me with my unbelief. Mm. He's basically admitting, admitting that he, he's lacking faith, admitting that he's inadequate right now. But when you admit it, say, God, help me with my unbelief. He will not turn away from you, which is amazing. Lance, we really appreciate you coming on, bro. Um, I mean, you have a great story. People need Thank to hear you. this. Keep keep going when you're out there in Arizona, bro. We're out here in Texas. You're out there in Arizona. Just yeah. keep working. Keep keep being faithful, bro. And we really appreciate you. And of course, yeah, of course, man. And uh, whenever I'm out that way, I'll be sure to hit you guys up, and we'll grab lunch or coffee or something. I'm definitely gonna support the Kingdom Vision and what's happening. I know you guys got some big stuff. Uh, people can follow me at More Life underscore Mission on Instagram. Um, or you can follow me, my personal page, Lanny T 42. Um, or yeah, just go to our website, man, www.morelifemission.com. You'll see all of our clothing. 10% of every order goes back to the foundation, which aids in adoption. So would love your all support. Um, there's blogs on there for encouragement. So just check it out. And, uh, you know, God's going to do what he's going to do. And I'm just excited that I was able to preach the word and talk about him today. And you guys are just, you're his vessels, man. Keep doing what you're doing for for the young people out there. They need to hear this and just hold fast to your faith, man. Thank you, Cole. Thank you, Braden. Amen, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, uh, yeah, y'all go follow pray? him, man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray. Yeah, uh, yeah, y'all make sure to go follow him. Give him, give him some love on the Instagram. Give him some love on the gram. I saw your blog and stuff, dude. You got some good stuff, man. Yeah, y'all go check him out. Go check him out. But appreciate yeah, I'm gonna that. pray for us. I'm going to pray for us real quick, and then I know you got some stuff to do. We'll, we'll cut out, man. So, All right, man. Let's pray. All right. Dear Lord God, I just thank you for letting me, Lance, and Brayden just come together and just uh, just, just have fellowship and talk and, and have this opportunity to glorify you and bring to light your glory and share your glory that you've clearly done in Lance's life, clearly done in my life, clearly done in Brayden's life, Lord. I just thank you that – you're just crossing boundaries, Lord God. Lance is in Arizona. We're in Texas, Lord God. You are moving. You are working. You are alive today, Lord. And I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I pray that you continue to work through Lance and grow what he's doing, grow his ministry, Lord. I pray that you use him to reach people who he needs to reach, Lord. Um, 
I pray for his daughter. I pray for his wife. I pray for good health. I pray for his family. I pray for that, that you just put your, you know, just your imprint, your signature on his life, Lord God. I pray for safety for his family. I pray for myself and Brayden, Lord God, that we can continue to be faithful, Lord, and, and bold in proclaiming the gospel message, Lord God. And I just thank you again for this opportunity. And I just lastly, I pray, Lord, for anybody who may be listening right now, Lord, um, I just pray for their heart, Lord. I pray that um, that they can truly know that they are loved and valued and they and they have a, a good, good father in you, Christ. I just pray that they can truly, that you can do a work in their lives and grow the seeds that have been planted their whole lives, Lord. And they can come to come to realize and come to know who you truly are, God. So I just thank you for this time again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.